a moon Elvis ain't dead You ain't going crazy It's all in your head It's all interpretation I love it. <laughs> you know, the woman saying, that's not how any of this goes. Yes. <laughs> that's not how any of this works. That's so funny. It's so loud in my earbuds. Is it just me or is it everybody? Okay. <laughs> it's everybody. Sorry. Welcome to the podcast. It is the Mark Howdy. and Mac Show podcast. And um, it is something that Mark and I decided to do because based on our world, the life we live in, um, we both are doing nothing all day, but sitting in a chair and trying not to fall out, you know, and I, I have you, got, you're, Mark, you're looking at my ring cameras now, aren't you? You're doing, that's exactly what you're doing. No, buddy. I'm so lazy. I haven't installed the ring camera, you know, you know, you get to a point in life and here's, here's where we are. Mark and I have done a lot of different shows over the years from radio and TV and what have you. And we were really giving it some thought uh, as to where, where are we headed in life? Where are we headed with this country? And what do we want to do? And our Mark and I both attend the same church, Church of the Highlands, which is a mega church that uh, if you've never been, you might mock. <laughs> uh, if you actually have been, you understand what it is. Yeah. And my grandson uh, was baptized yesterday. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> But the service, um, the, it was about grace and truth. And I thought it was such a great explanation, Mark, of what we are supposed to be doing and how we're yeah. supposed to do it. Uh, yeah. you used to use the, uh, the, uh, Francis of Assisi. Oh yeah. Yeah. Preach the gospel. And if necessary, use words. <laughs> Mark told me that in our first couple of months of being on the air together. Yeah. And I thought I'd never heard it before, by the way. <laughs> first yeah. Time, yeah, but we are first and foremost, we are believers. We are Christians. We're also Americans and we don't take it for granted that we live in a great country, but our country is off the rails right now. Not as a people. We're not the media and our politicians are off the rails. Hmm. So Mark, where does that leave you and I as elder statesmen? We are. <laughs> You know, I, I don't know, but I know this, something's got to be done. And as we head into this 2024 election, I think it's up to us to actually look at where we're headed as a country, what the next president is going to be able to do or not do and how bad it gets. If Joe Biden is, is reelected somehow, because I don't think he's actually alive. I, I think, <laughs> I think the Disney guys got together with the guys at MIT, you know, and it's like, 
I saw Abraham Lincoln when I was a little kid at Disney in Anaheim, California. I think yes. that's what they did to Joe Biden. <laughs> it's weekend at Bernie's, the political edition. <laughs> there you go. And think about it, Mark. Hey, where you know what? Think of all the fighting that's been going on in Florida between Disney and Republicans. Think about mm. that. The Imagineers at Disney have created Joe Biden. They are the guys in charge. That's why they're fighting so hard. So I, I guess that works. That would explain why he's sniffing kids. But Phew, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But I'd rather him sniff their hair than sniff whatever else is being sniffed in the White House. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Find cocaine in the White House and <laughs> it's barely a news story. I mentioned it to LaDonna yeah. yesterday. Mark, she hadn't yeah. heard of it. And I'm like, you know, that's, really? yeah, but think about it. Donald mm -hmm. Trump, you know, for after during the campaign uh, for the 2016 election, we heard impeach 45 before he ever got in. Yeah. And now they find Coke in the White House and nobody's going down for that. Right. What if it had been uh, anthrax? That was an article <laughs> I saw earlier this morning. You know, <laughs> think about White powder that. sitting around. Uh huh. What if it had been anthra anthrax? There's a story on PJ Media um, about that possibility. And let me just read you a couple of paragraphs yeah. from it because it's all really right. good stuff. It says, we all know what would happen. The Secret Service would already know exactly who left that little doggy bag in the White House, and the perp would be locked away, never to be seen again, along with the J6 protesters. Um, <laughs> Steigerwald isn't the only one who thinks there's something fishy about the White House Secret Service story. Senator John Kennedy, the Republican from Louisiana, noted, look, I've been in the Situation Room. There are cameras everywhere. I'm pretty sure the Secret Service knows. The White House could have handled this real simply by saying, hey, the Secret Service found some cocaine in the Situation Room. We don't know how it got there, but we're going to find out. And as soon as we find out those whose blow it is, we're going to fire them and or prosecute them, and we'll let you know. And then tell the American people the truth, he added. But this White House didn't do that. <laughs> if it had been anthrax, there would have been a major investigation with updates on the hour every hour. Right. But all we've gotten is three different locations that they found it. <laughs> it's moved twice. <laughs> you know what? I, I said this on social media the other day that the way they're handling this is like standing someplace in Pennsylvania, raising your nose to the air, smelling chocolate, and then not being able to come up with an answer as to where that smell's coming from. But there's like Hershey's, <laughs> there's a Hershey's chocolate plant in the next city. It's got to be from there, but they won't admit it. <laughs> <laughs> well that's where we are that is exactly where we are right now that the media has so far not done its job to the point that so many people don't know what you're talking about coke is found at the white house they've lied about it over and over again and yet if you throw out trump you just in, in a group in a room full of liberal democrats yell trump oh, and yeah. you're going to have people pulling out the soapboxes and looking for cameras right. and they're going to give you an hour-long speech about what a criminal he is well, mm -hmm. they just found Coke in the White House. Who's the chief criminal here? Hey, well, so, if Trump had been in office, it would have been him. It would have been a member of his family. It would have been the oh, top yeah. story on every newscast, right. every hour. I mean, CNN, God, those guys at CNN, they'd be having parties, you know? It's so sad. <laughs> yeah, it is so sad. It is sad. But, but here we go, because there is going to be an election for the president, 2024. And... I felt like, Mark, after um, after the 2016 election, um, when we saw the reaction, you know, uh, you and I both had our thoughts about the election process in the U.S. I know that um, when Obama was elected in 2008, 
I thought, wow, that's odd, you know, mm-hmm. just because of the fact that he was not on anybody, you know, he was just not the guy. And yeah. he came literally came out of nowhere. Right. Uh, they gave him, well, they gave him a big spot at the 2004 Democratic National Convention. They gave him right. a primetime spot because he is a wonderful speaker. He is a brilliant orator. But, yeah. you know, some if somebody writes your word, it's like an actor, you know I mean? They're great actors mm-hmm. that, hey, run them for a white hat. You know, poly- well, Reagan, he wasn't a great actor, but he did make it, you know. But And if, and if you don't think so, then look up, just search for the, the footage of Obama's el- teleprompter breaking yeah. down. Right. And you'll see that when it, there was one time he actually stood there and waited for him to fix it and never said a word, just kind of grinned sheepishly at the crowd because Because he he couldn't talk without the, without the teleprompter. Sadly, uh, a couple of different times when he was actually reading the teleprompter, you know, he would make major (laughs) gaps. I mean, Michael, (laughs) Michael and I, come on. (laughs) Anyway, bottom line being the bottom line after Obama and the four years, I thought, well, it's 2012 and we have a real problem in the White House. Uh, we had the Fast and uh, Furious scandal, you know, the arms trading stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, you know, we had, we've got American uh, American uh, Border Patrol agents dead because of this thing, this uh, Fast and Furious. And um, it came out, you know, three weeks uh, or rather eight weeks before the election. Obama goes on. Um, oh, what is the uh, Spanish language uh, network, television network? Um, oh, if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you probably. <laughs> oh, I am so sorry. They're huge here, you know, and yes. it, it's the biggest network. But anyway, he was on that network and they were interviewing him and they asked him about Fast and Furious. And he, the question was about Eric Holder and should he be fired? And I know we're uh-huh. drifting back here, but we're heading into a 2024 election. And I think it's important to go back before we look forward, Mark, because right, yeah. a lot of these people that are running for the white house that want to be leaders of this nation, they have history here and they each have accountability. And what are they going to do with it? Because in 2012, the president of the United States of America, we had Benghazi. Remember that yes. we had Americans that were killed. We were lied to the American people were lied to by the Democrats in charge, including the president and the vice president, Joe Biden, current president. We had the arms deal with uh, Fast and Furious, where, um, oh, I just, the name of the network went right through my brain again. Oh, uh, Univision. Thank was the, you very uh, much. It's the Spanish Thank network you. you were thinking about, yeah. Bless your heart. Thank you. So <laughs> Obama was on Univision. You're talking, I'm looking it up. <laughs> I know, I'm watching you. I, I was, come on, dude. Anyway, so he goes on Univision, and the question was, it was the only legitimate question he was asked during the campaign in 2012. And it was, mm-hmm. shouldn't you fire Eric Holder for what happened with Fast and Furious? Wow. And Obama, eight weeks out, or not even eight, it was seven weeks out from the election. And this is what I want to make sure everybody knows, because the media is complicit in this. Seven weeks out from the election, right after Benghazi, and he says to Univision, to an international audience, that Eric Holder should not be fired. He should be a hero, because he uncovered it. Fast and Furious was the previous administration, the Bush years, and yeah, anyway, and he goes on this explanation, and it was a total bald faced yeah. lie. Total lie. And I've actually got Eric Holder's testimony where he actually points out the difference. And anyway, mm. bottom line is that alone in 2012 should have cost him the White House, Benghazi, yeah. Fast and Furious. Those two things alone, they would have caved anybody's campaign, but not Obama, right. because 
And I actually thought then, Mark, in 2012, they've rigged the game. Mm -hmm. Not that Romney was a great candidate, okay? Right. But they've rigged the game. We can't win. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you remember, uh, when uh, during one of the third uh, presidential uh, debate and Romney talked about Russia being something we should be worried about, and Obama says, hey, the 80s called. They want their foreign policy back. And, you know, again, before Obama left office, what was our biggest problem? Russia. (laughs) Yep. And so I was worried then. But in 2016, when Trump beat Hillary Clinton, it was a it was a shock. It was a surprise to Mm -hmm. politicians, to the media. I mean, you remember that. I'll never forget. I actually was watching Megyn Kelly at two o'clock in the morning on Fox News when she actually said Trump's the president. He will be, you know. And it was the shock in her voice yep. that it was but that amazing. evening. They were that evening on every news network. They were talking about how Hillary was the lock in favorite. She right. was, there was no way she could lose. Hillary right. Clinton was going to, this historic event was about to happen that we were right. going to have our first female president of the United States. Mm-hmm. They were all talking about it. All of the polling said yeah. it was going that way. Right. <laughs> which also tells us you can't trust the polling because right. it's all, it's all slanted and mm-hmm. rigged. I would say. So they were all convinced. They were all basically, uh, they were all buying their own lines and Mm -hmm. yeah, we believe what we're saying. We're believe we've, we've convinced ourselves. And when it didn't happen, they were all shocked. But you and I followed that campaign and we noticed, um, that a Hillary event would draw nothing and that the media would change the camera (laughs) angles and make it look like it was full. Meanwhile, Trump, Trump had overflow outside with speakers. You know, people are Mm -hmm. using their cell phone to anyway, it was just crazy, but we saw it. And so when Trump won, that was my hope, Mark. It truly was. Not that I thought he was the great white hope for the presidency or anything no. like that. You know, uh, I actually thought they didn't rig it. You know, they, it has been busted. Problem was, um, we saw in that election in 2016, Hillary Clinton getting more votes in certain voting districts than were actually available. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. We had in there, I think there were 12 or 13. I can't remember. We'd have to dig them out. But bottom line is there were 12 different counties where Hillary Clinton won the vote, but she had more votes than actual registered voters in that county. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's an impossible thing, but it did happen. And um, we, you and I, and I remember pointing this out to you. There was a, a, an Alabama newspaper, the Aniston Red Star in Aniston, Alabama, <laughs> that actually printed it. It was a reprint of an article from somewhere else. That's who, who I saw it in. And it said, there's never been a conviction for uh, voter fraud. You know? Right, yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, at the time that they wrote that or printed it, I was actually doing a story about a woman in Jasper, Alabama that was convicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they stole that. Like, they tried to, and, and they didn't. So right. in 2020, we know... No, we don't know. I believe that there were some crazy shenanigans that went on. I don't know if you agree or not. I do. Uh, Sadly, they proved that, yeah, we got this. They figured out where they messed up in 2016. Uh, You cannot convince me that uh, Biden won that election, Mark. No, there's no way he got the 80-something million votes they said he did. Yeah. I I mean, when you look at, uh, even today, in the last seven days... Mm-hmm. Biden has spoken publicly. Right. There were maybe 75, 80 people there. Right. Trump speaks publicly. They're oh. turning away thousands. Right. And we watch that happening during 
his uh, campaign for his uh, term, we saw those massive crowds and mm -hmm. never saw them on the news. Never, right. never, never saw them on the news. Remember that? Yeah, I did. And I remember election day. I got a haircut on election mm -hmm. day. And I remember dodging traffic because people were going to vote. I'd never seen that many people going right. to vote. I remember you calling me that day. Yeah. I, and uh, where, I, uh, where I get my haircut is about a block away from the courthouse in this little, in this little community. And there were people lined up literally four blocks away, lined up waiting to, to vote at the courthouse. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've never seen this many people show up to vote. Never. And all day long, I was thinking, well, people are looking at the alternatives and they're saying, there's no way Joe Biden's getting in here. <laughs> and I think that actually was true. I think right. people were going to vote to make sure that they'd had four more years of what they had just had. Their right. taxes went down, their paychecks went up, their possibilities expanded. Everything about the previous four years had been good for them in every community, every community, not just the wealthy, the rich, like they would right. like to like us to believe. Everybody was better off and they wanted more of it. And so at two or 3 a.m. the next morning, wow. A handful of places stopped voting and when they started or stopped counting votes and when they started again, all of a sudden, Joe Biden was ahead. Yep. Go figure. And, but we're the, you know what? We're the racist, bigots, homophobic, uh, name the, name the, the title they right. can slam on us if you say that was wrong. The problem is that the media, and I mean this, and we're part of it, we have spent our adult lives working in the media. Uh, we are constitutionally protected the media is so that we can cover these things without fear of being sent to the american version of siberia but the media hasn't done its job when you mention anything you get you really do get shamed you get pushed into a corner if you say again i remember the fast and furious thing you've got their own words you've got eric holder and barack obama in their own words admitting a lie and that's not enough the media won't go with it we know what happened. You can prove what happened, but what happens if you do it? All of a sudden, your credentials are hacked. That you, you know, you're a drug addict. You're a psycho. You're something. If you say these things out loud, you're the nut, mm -hmm. and that's a problem because the media has a job to do and it has failed to do it. You know, yeah. I went to an actual sitting congressman, and I'll admit, I said to him. Why don't you stand up and say Barack Obama is not eligible to be on the ballot in the state of Alabama because he's a representative from Alabama? And he looked at me and said, well, Dave, how is that? I said, I think, you know, but if you don't here and I let's just laid it out for him. And I said, and on top of that, Michael's got a, an Adam's apple bigger than Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Why don't we just put this all on the table? You know, this is a lie yeah. and he wouldn't do it. And his whole thing, and I'm thinking this is a United States congressman. There's only 435 of them in the United States of America. There's only 435 of these guys. They carry some weight. He's my representative. I expect him to stand up and, and tell the truth and hold this person accountable. If he can't do it, who can? And he wouldn't do it. He would hmm. not do it, Mark. And that's when I know we've been had. And that's when I lost my taste for doing. Yeah. Why should we? Why bother? But I look at where we are now and Mark, I never dreamed in my lifetime Roe versus Wade would be overturned. Wow, yeah. I didn't because I grew up 
I mean, it happened after I was born, you know, but as a young adult, you know, I grew up hearing the lies. It's nothing. <laughs> Come on. Um, and then learned the truth later on. But it did get overturned. And it got overturned because the president of the United States of America has the power to nominate people for the United States Supreme Court. And they got enough of that actually have a brain and one. Mm. Problem is this. We have a member of the United States Supreme Court who lied to the American people in her dissent on a mm. decision made last week. Yeah. And you don't hear the media going, you know, cuckoo, cocoa, what is it? Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? <laughs> you don't even hear that. <laughs> and the reason you don't hear it is because no. she's a liberal Democrat. Yeah. That boggles my mind, you know, that we are in this. I mean, granted, it got a, affirmative action was overturned. It, it was never good, you know? Never I don't. Was. No. Yeah. It just never seems fair. I believe in what Martin Luther King Jr. said in the March on Washington, August 1963. I have a dream that my children one day will be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. I thought we were mm. there. Yeah. But ever since we had Barack Obama in the White House, it's the media and politicians have flipped the script. It's like, yeah. Mark, all the things that were accomplished during our lifetime, good things, whether you're Republican mm -hmm. or Democrat, good things. I, I'll be honest, man. I grew up singing the songs like you did. You know, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red, yeah. yellow, black, and white. They're precious in his sight. We all sang that. I know I did. Yep. And I believed it. Yep. And I, I thought we'd achieved it. We've talked about this before. But, um, my family, both sides of my family are from rural South Alabama, right? It's about as red as a neck can get <laughs> <You know? laughs> my, uh, my grandfather, my grandfather on my, on my dad's side of the family was the town butcher for a while on my mother's side of the family. Uh, her, her parents were cattle farmers. And wow. I remember as a kid, uh, visiting, um, uh, black families that were neighbors that had little farms. Mm -hmm. We would go over and take a pie, you know, and just visit my brother and I would play with their kids mm -hmm. and, uh, the same would happen on the other side. They'd come over to visit us from time to time. We'd see them at the, uh, at the A and P remember the A and P yep, grocery I stores. <laughs> I remember we'd that see joke. them at the A and P store and Hey, how's mom and them doing, you know? <laughs> and there would oh, be, yeah. we'd have a, the, the thing was that there was a lot of mutual respect. Right. And I grew up with that mutual respect. And I, I remember my dad uh, telling me one time because my grandfather used the n-word to describe people it wasn't a derogatory it was right. just instead of saying that black guy yeah. he would use the n-word yeah. right wow. and, and 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 he he had respect for the people that worked with him and for him and stuff but that was just mm -hmm. it was the, the n-word was the descriptor right. right yeah and he would tell me we don't use that word and just want you to understand pop doesn't mean anything bad by that word that's just the way he was raised mm -hmm. right and, but nowadays, if my, if my grandfather was still with us and he Whoa. said that he would be in court somewhere and maybe who, who knows, yeah. they'd find something, some way to put him in jail. Right. But I remember how well everybody got along until the Obama campaign. Oh my goodness. And then all of a sudden I started getting cut off and glared at by black people in traffic. I started having black people at crosswalks walk out in front of me and look at me like, I dare you to hit me. <laughs> I looked, I started noticing things happening and there was this, there was this antagonistic cloud hanging over everything because there was a black man running for the presidency and all of the advocacy groups 
were out there screeching about the unfairness and the horrible things going on in the black community Mm -hmm. that by and large weren't actually true. Right. Because anybody there, what the playing field was actually level. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to succeed, you could succeed as long as you ignored the Democrats. Yeah. Because. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. And then, and now we have people angry at each other and drawing lines in the sand according to race and demanding things because of the, the color of their skin. And mm-hmm. it's all because of that one election cycle. Yeah. Where, and the media. Yeah. Yeah. It's just insane. It's shameful. It when um, Herman Cain uh, was running for the uh, nomination back in the yeah. day. And uh, I remember how he got that, that zeitgeist. He became the man of the moment. You know, and, and it was, uh, it looked like, Hey man, Herman Cain, he's, he's got some juice here. And I remember, um, his, when he got hot, it was like in the fall of the, uh, of, of 2011, you know, uh, with the 2012 election coming up. So it was about a year away, but he got hot. And I remember his bus tour, uh, it ends up in Birmingham, Alabama. He's not on it. Herman Cain's not on the bus. His <laughs> bus is there, you know, and there's, you know, it's a Herman Cain event, but he's not there. And they had 500 people show up, you know, in Hoover, yeah. Alabama for yeah. a quick bus stop on the side of the road. Meanwhile, yeah. that same night on the news, it showed a Hillary Clinton event where there were like 30 people. Yeah. And I'm like, the Herman Cain bus shows up and 500 people, 500 people are there. Yeah. And just you know, the former the first lady and United States <laughs> Senator gets 30 people and they're making it seem mm-hmm. like she's a legitimate candidate. Yeah. The, so now here we are, we are a year out a uh, little more than a year of the next election. And I believe this election is of paramount importance, but the big problem I see Mark is how the media allowed politicians to lie mm-hmm. during the last several years when it came to Donald Trump. I am not in a moment going to defend Donald Trump or for anything. He has to defend himself. That ain't my job. I do remember. And I told you this a couple weeks ago, I got Burt Reynolds book. Um, it's, he wrote an autobiography, you know, my, mm-hmm. my whatever back in the day and in, in the mid nineties. And then uh, this one was another, it, another biography, you know, autobiography that he wrote about his life. But he, in this one, he talks about all the different people he knows. And he talked about Donald Trump. There's a chapter uh, devoted to, um, Donald Trump and this other guy whose name is escaping me, but, uh, it was during the days of the USFL, the United States football league in the early eighties and how the Tampa Bay, uh, bandits were formed and Burt Reynolds was part owner. And the other guy of the, uh, the other owner of the bandits, um, was the guy who actually created the league and everything. And he was the one, he had been part of the world football league. Remember Denny Duran? Uh, yes. the world football league had, you know, worked out in the early seventies, didn't last long. Anyway, the USFL was founded as a spring football league to not compete head to head with the NFL, but actually create something new. And yeah. they did some cool things. Anyway, bottom line is Burt Reynolds talking about Donald Trump. He actually bought the New Jersey generals after, or uh, after they had played the first season and they financially weren't doing well. So here comes Donald Trump. He swoops in. He grabs the team and he's thinking, okay, I'm picking up this USFL professional football team bargain basement price because these guys are bankrupt. As an owner, I can push to go head to head with the NFL in the fall. We'll have a merger and my team will be an NFL franchise. I win. Think about that. Yeah. You know, that's that's a yeah. huge win financially. It is. Yeah. And Burt Reynolds writes about it in the book. He said, you know, 
the league wasn't good enough. And Donald Trump doesn't know enough about football. You know, he know, he didn't know and he didn't <laughs> right. care because he swooped in late and wanted to take advantage and win. And he basically is the reason the USFL failed. Okay. Yeah. But in that, while he's writing about them, he actually says in his book that his partner, the guy that he was partnered with, with the bandits, he was born rich and, but he worked hard. His dad was a media guy in Canada and this guy made his own money. Donald Trump, you know, and he, he said that Donald Trump was also born rich, you know, just like his partner. But hmm. he said the difference was Donald Trump was born on third base and thought he hit a triple. <laughs> and <laughs> so that's, if you watch, that's you know, um, Donald Trump is a good marketer. He always mm -hmm. talked about, we're going to be big. It's going to be so huge. It's going to be such a big win. He talks in those types of terms that resonate with people. Yeah. But he is so polarizing even within the Republican party, you know, he's so polarizing Mark that I don't think the media and the pot, it would just be one criminal investigation after another. Oh, We've it has got, been. I know. And it will continue. It'll just get worse. Yeah. If he gets reelected, you remember what I told you when he got elected, I said, just be put on your seatbelt because they're going to oh. investigate him nonstop from now on. Every, every week in the news cycle, there will be more stories about scandals and things like that. They will dig up anything and everything they can. They will crucify this man so he will not get reelected and can't be ever be president again. And that right. is exactly what they've done. Yep. Exactly. Which is exactly what they'll do with any candidate who is successful. Right. If it's Ron DeSantis, they'll do exactly the yep. same thing. They will crucify him. If it's Vivek Ramaswamy. Who yeah. you never heard of until today? No, I actually asked Mark, who is this guy? I mean, he's lit. He is an actual declared candidate, Republican yes. candidate for the president. Is this Apu from, from, yeah. from the market? Is that who this don't is? No, no, but it doesn't matter who it is. Right. If they're going up against the Democrat, you're going to find them being picked apart. And it's like, it's like every time you see, well, not every time, but every day I see somebody talking about, yeah, well, he's been, ba Trump's been bankrupt seven times. Oh. That's actually one of the descriptors in one of the, uh, one yeah. of the, the, the NBC story I sent right. you earlier. It's not they, true. Talking about he's been bankrupt seven times. Yeah. He's had over 200 businesses. Seven ain't yeah. bad. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is why we're doing the show. This is where we're beginning with the podcast. We want to follow this election. We want to break down the candidates. We want to be able to get an honest look at the candidates that want to be the leader of the free world, that want to be president of the United States of America. And we're going to talk about it honestly and openly and see what we can do. I do believe truth wins, but you have to make truth appealing, you know? Mm, yeah. And I think it's important. Remember, yeah. Uh, yesterday. Uh, Church of the Highlands. Go look up it, the message from yesterday. Oh, um, it was really good. Oh, it was. It was so powerful. Yeah. And he was talking about how the kings were like, go find something on Daniel. You know, go find <laughs> something on it. Anything. <laughs> and they look under rocks, trees. They're everywhere, man. Can't find anything. They're like, I can't find anything. And mm -hmm. Chris pointed out, you know, that each one of these uh, leaders, these kings or whatever, that, you know, that Daniel was such an example, you know, that they all ended up converting before they died. And it's like, yep. That's the type we, I mean, we cannot expect our leaders to be uh, our political leaders, uh, to be pure as the driven snow. That's, you know, that's something different. Yeah. yeah. But I think the media has, I has, we have to do it. If we don't cover these things mm -hmm. honestly and openly, and we've got to build traction to do it. And so we are going to be covering 
the 2024 election cycle and those things associated with it on this podcast. And we'll need your help. We want to spread the news and we want you to participate with us. Uh, to mm. Tell me about Ramaswamy, you know, the one-eyed guy is sparkless. <laughs> I don't know, you know, but... Well, well, we're on Facebook. We're on the usual social media outlets. Just look up the Mark and Mac show. If you want to find us. We also have a website. Imagine that it's a uh, Mark and You can go there and uh, get in touch with us. You can even leave us a voicemail if you'd like to, um, because of the nature of the way podcasts are mm-hmm. no, there's no phone lines. Right. It's not, it's not like a radio show, yeah. but you can leave us a voice message and, uh, we would love to and hear from you there. Actually, yes. not a bad way to go because if you've got something worth saying and we can take that audio and play it. Everybody will hear you and then we can respond and have fun. So that's right. This is, you'll have you'll have 30 seconds to do it. Yeah. And uh, so get your thoughts together. Jot them down if you need to. And then uh, fire off a message to us. We'd love if to hear you from can't, you. If you can't ask a question in 30 seconds, start your own podcast. Your friends, the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here.